0: I've been thinking about going back into stand-up for a while, and this COVID thing happened and, well, it sort of played into my plans of in a while. But i got some ideas. I'm going to see what you think. Welcome to Tooth Keyo. I live in one room with a good view of the world. I make cups of tea. And wander in the hall I sit on my bed And cut my fingernails I try on a shirt And I go visit John Cousin Here we go again we go. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning Good whenever you happen to be listening Welcome to Tea with Keho. I'm Kehoe i got my tea right with me here and going to take a sip mm. ah. Now, Yesterday, Tuesday, my typical recording and putting podcast out day, I had we had people putting a roof on our house, and it was so ungodfully loud, and they were here at eight thirty in the morning, and didn't leave until about mm, eight thirty at night, so a solid twelve hour day for these guys and. I gotta say they kicked ass, they got the roof on, they did a very good job, I'm very happy with it, it looks great, Um, but it was just a long day, and I had to do a bunch of things here at the house, and then I took work out of the house to do work away from the house, because it was just so loud, and never got to recording Tea with Kehoe yesterday. So I'm doing it today. And... Well, now this might be TMI, but while during a morning constitution, I was sitting there and I was thinking about some stuff in my brain. I'm like, ah, I got to add that to my notes. So as soon as I got done, I grabbed my phone and I added um, this idea to my notes. And in my notes, uh, I have these stand up ideas. I've been thinking about getting back into stand-up for, you know, maybe about a year, year and a half now, because I love stand-up, I love the art, and the, um, you know, just getting up there and telling jokes, I just love the idea, and it makes me feel good, and, you know, it's all that classic uh, ego thing, but anyway, I haven't done it because I didn't have anything I felt that was worthy of, you know, saying on stage. Uh, I don't want to get up there and say something, you know, just stupid shit, or maybe I do. I don't know. I was still debating, you know, it's like there's this inner debate I've been having. Uh, Do I take on a persona when I go and do stand-up? You know, many comics have, uh, but no one that seems to last. Uh, But who is me? is, uh, the pot smoking, uh, baggy short, not baggy short, but like, you know, casual short wearing t-shirt wearing kind of guy, me, or is the bow tie and bowler cap and suit sort of me? I'm not sure. I'm debating, you know, what form of me do I put on stage? Um, and how I present that, you know, that that's a big part of stand up. If you're, you know, to, you know, in my mind, if I'm gonna go and do it, I'm not just gonna go do a couple of open mics and just go in there and be like, hey, okay, I'm gonna do. This. I'm I'm gonna go in there prepared to perform. Uh, that's just the way I am. I mean, it might be four minutes, five minutes at at an open mic, but it, that doesn't mean I don't bring it all. For that moment uh, and you know just because that's the way I look at it you know you should always you know if you're gonna get on stage and perform you should always do it to the best of your ability and um, so with that being said I have been writing down things that I felt are worthy and also things that are uh, probably complete shit and uh, <laughs> that's how that stuff goes so what I wanted to do then is to just run through my notes and just work on them a little bit and see how they flow and see how it sounds. So I'm going to present to you folks today, my humble listeners, um, some of my future stand-up. This is a preview into my, my uh, stand-up once uh that can happen again. I do know in some parts of the country, folks are doing stand-up again in clubs, and I'm not ready for that. I'm still at a point where, you know what? I'll wait for a vaccine. And then next summer, maybe, so maybe a year from now, I really head out and start doing stand-up again. Or eight months, six months, who knows? But at least this is... Where some of the ideas are This is where my brain has been Through the various year and a half or so I wish I had done more Writing down of stuff into my notes But We can only do so much, I guess Um, I like to think Yeah, I get so many weird ideas Or great ideas that I need to write them down They don't come so fast And they're not all the time So I will get them while driving And then, you know You stop, you do what you do, you get video, and then that thought is gone forever and you never get it back. Or if you do get it back, you get it back twisted because your brain, or my brain at least, immediately wants to uh, improve on that thought. Even though that thought might have been complete and solid, I will reword it, rewrite it, just because I can't remember exactly what I said. So, I start rewriting it, and then I you know I lose the feel for what it was. It could be one word that I'm off, but still that to me it now sounds clunky, and now I you know it it goes it's gone because I lost the exact wording, and a lot of times, in though transcribing it down into my notes, I feel like I might be losing the point by because I don't type as fast as I think. I don't think anyone does, and I I need to, you know, as I'm writing, I'm correcting spelling. I'm doing this and that. So uh it's not as quick. And then I feel like I'm changing words or this or that or changing meaning or adding things. And I got to control myself and stop. So I'm going on too deep. Maybe this is my stand-up routine. Maybe I talk about becoming, you know, talking about standing up. You know, who knows? So... Mm. I mean, I do, and then the thought of, do you tell stories or do you tell one-liners? Do you, uh, is there a combination of the two? I mean, there is, uh, but are you, do I become primarily a storyteller or do do I become pr- primarily a joker, a, you know, a one-liner, boom, boom guy, or is there that middle ground that I occupy where... They're full, complete little thoughts, but they're not full stories. They're half stories with a comical twist that then is, you know, I don't know. I've been thinking way too much, I think. So, So, here we go. These are stand-up ideas. Uh, the last one I added was uh, just today. so, And there's 23 of these ideas and some of them are full out thought of you know and some you know and written out and sort of long and some are just a line of a thought and so I'm just gonna run them and see what we think so <coughs> a lot of build up for all this and uh, so here we go. Um, I used to sign my mother and father's birthday cards. Um, Oh, and just so you know, I'm not going to read them verbatim. I'm not going to read them word for word. No one wants to hear that. But what I'm going to do, because I I haven't looked at these at all in a while. I mean, today I I added that. I did a quick scroll through and I was like, yeah, I'm going to do this today. So, um, but most of these ideas I've thought about enough where I know Where it's going and I know the jokes And I know the feelings So that's what I'm not going to be doing not going to be reading word for word But that first sentence Might be exactly what's written down And then from that point I'm probably just going to be free flowing And um, Getting to the point So Yes Uh. (laughs) So I used to sign my mother and father's birthday cards or anniversary cards um, with my full name, John Kehoe, because um, I wanted to make sure that the misspelled card or construction paper card that they got with the nice little drawing and the nicely shaped cut out of a heart maybe, uh, was from me. I, I, I just want to make absolutely sure They knew it was John Kehoe And um, Because I don't need or want Any random stranger Just handing out cards to my parents And claiming it's from me You yeah. know Or usurping my sonhood By jumping in on it No, 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 this is from me, John Kehoe I've even si- signed them your son John Kehoe I'm their only son um, you know, when I call call my folks, I will still to this day be like, hey dad, it's John or, you know he knows, if he hears hey dad from a male voice he knows it's me he knows it's me I, I, hey dad there's only one male voice that's going to be like, hey dad I mean, granted, my sisters are married now and those guys, my brother-in-laws, might call my dad, dad. So I grant you. Nowadays, you know, I have a valid reason to be like, it's John. But still, hey, dad, he knows my voice. He's my dad. So. Now. I just want to say to all the men out there. Now, it's tough to talk about personal shit. No, and in society, it's just you know we don't do that a lot. Men don't do that, and I'm and we're afraid of showing our feelings, you know. Men, you know, men are weird, and we gotta man up, fuckers, and be open. Um, It's manly as fuck to be sensitive and caring. I'm just saying that you know only pussies are scared of emotionally of being emotionally in touch with their feelings. And, epith- and being empathetic with their fellow man And yes, I did say a scared So screw off So Dudes, quit being douches And let's Get to the point And, and form a male dialogue That is appropriate And right And that we all understand um, So I want to break through this and talk to men about something important and um, something that we need to address as men. At a certain age, I have already reached that age, somewhere about, in somewhere in your 40s, gentlemen, you will experience a change. And it's something that you're not, going to be prepared for, and it's something that might confuse you. It confused me. No one ever told me. I found out about this on my own. And while it never manifested itself in public enough for notice, I felt like I was just wearing a big target whenever it happened. So I don't want other men to feel this struggle, this agony, this pain, this embarrassment the way I did, so I'm going to let you know that this is going to happen. I see gentlemen after you after you go to the bathroom and you've peed and you put yourself back together and zip on up. You, you haven't finished peeing. It's gonna happen, men. You are going to pee more drips and they go through your pants. And there's now a drop, a round circle in your khakis, indicating drip, drip, drip. It's uncomfortable. It's wet, it's surprisingly a lot, lot slicker than you would think. Urine's got some viscosity, gentlemen. Be prepared. Be very prepared. I'm glad maybe this could be a start, a jumping off point for more open dialogue. Talk to me after the show. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that one went longer than I planned. Uh, All right. When I go shopping for clothes, it is very easy. My clothes are the same size in every store. My pants are thirty six thirty. A couple years ago, it's thirty four thirty, but you know, love and waistlines grow, so now I'm thirty six thirty. But I can go into any store. I can go into, uh, you know, Target. And uh, Walmart on one end And I can go into, you know, Louis Vuitton And or, or they sell clothes? I don't know Is that a clothes maker? <laughs> I don't even realize uh, But the high-end clothes, you know, that you get You know, on Rodeo Drive or all that kind of stuff uh, My pant size there and there are the same thirty six thirty. Women, on the other hand You can go to two different stores on the same block and a size four in one is different than a size four in another. A size 10 is different than than a size 10 in another. How is that possible? How is it that a six in this store is an eight in this store? And then the next store, it's it's a nine. How 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 do you women do that? Is that why everyone has to try on clothes? I mean, I do not remember the last time I picked up a pair of jeans and went, "Hmm, I should try these on." I know they're thirty six thirties. I know my waist. I know what it is. There's no lying about it. We we are in simpatico. You know, if that was like that for men, we 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 could not handle that. I'm just saying, we could not handle that. Um, excuse me, I needed a sip there um, Whenever I go out to eat I uh, At the end of the meal There's always some left on your plate And the waitress, you know Says, hey, do you want that to go? And what I should say Or it's along these lines is Hey, uh, I know how it is You know let me take that food off your hands. You know, I'll take it back to my place, and in two weeks I'll throw it out. You know, I'll put it in my fridge. I will look at it every day. Might even open the lid and look at the food, and then say, "Not now." And then in two weeks, when it's furry, I throw it away because you know. That's just the kind of guy I am. So please, waste some time now putting my food into your, your, your to-go bin for me. And then I'll take it away. Thank you so much. That's how that exchange should go. Because that's primarily what I do. I'm horrible. If I don't eat all of my plate at a dinner, I'm not taking it home to eat anymore. Because I won't eat it. I'll let them throw it away. That's my new motto, you throw it away. (laughs) Okay, uh, I've been driving down the street and I've seen signs, you know, uh, blind person area. Now I'm aware, I know, Uh, keep an eye out. Someone's walking across the street, they might not see me. Cool, good to know. You see deaf person area, great, good to know letting me know that if a person's walking across the street they might not hear me so don't beep good to know i see an autistic uh, you know person you know on the street you know sign and it's good to know that the person who is walking across, across the street might uh not recognize the dangers involved so Let's you know, good to know, be prepared, um but I've never seen a mute person sign, you know, I guess they weren't really asking for one, and I know I wasn't saying anything <laughs> okay that that one i'm 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 i I like the idea, but it's it's is it I don't know. Anyway, uh, I'm. I have found out that I'm a lot weaker than I thought I was. Um, during the winter time, I will sometimes put on two pair of socks. And I have a hard time wiggling my big toe. The f- the pressure and force of two layers of cotton. At times, is too much for my toes. I need. A toe workout. I just don't have the strongest toes in the world. And I would... That I'm just sort of... I'm not feeling good about it. So... Um, think about... Your bathroom for a second. And... Can you remember the name... Of your towel. Like, if you've named your towel, like, Stevie, that's great. Kudos to you. And say hi to Stevie. But I mean, like... The company name. The product. You know, like, the company who made the towel. Do you remember who it is? I, I, I didn't. I had to look. It was Port Royal. Just so you know. Uh, and I ask this, and I say this because... Have you ever, ever seen a commercial for a towel? No, no, you haven't. Because they don't exist. We don't need a commercial for towels. We just know to get them. Everyone has a towel. When you grow up, it's sort of like instinctive. When you grow up, you're born, you don't know about towels. You just know you're wrapped in one, you know, swaddling towel and cloth, and you're wrapped and you're warm. And as you grow up, you, you know, you are thrown in a bath and uh, you're taken out of that bath and you're wrapped and dried off in a towel. And then as you're older, you jump into the shower and then you jump out of the shower and you just, you have a towel. You, you dry yourself off. And as you grow up, you have your towels. Um, even the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy never go anywhere without your towel. I mean, it's it's so you know ubiquitous. It's everywhere. Um, so, but you never see a commercial for a towel because we don't need one. It's like lamps. I mean, I've seen a lamp store commercial for a store that sells lamps. But not a lamp. You know, you don't see, like, you know, Galaxy Lamps, if that is even a name of a lamp, you know. But still, you don't see Galaxy Lamps having a commercial. Why waste the money? You're in a store. You're in Walmart, Target, Sears, Penny. and are, are those some of those stores still around? Uh, you're in these stores. People will buy you. You just... It, They'll just happen. You will sell your product because it's out in the world. You don't need a marketing campaign. You're out there. You don't need a towel commercial because we all will buy a towel when needed. Just saying. Um, Now, I do know some of these are going long. And that's sort of the process for me i'm I'm feeling like some are too long. It's like, nope, pull that back. you know there's you know'm going too far. And this is a, le- a learning process absolute learning process. so uh, <laughs> hope you're enjoying uh some of the humor. I hope you're uh enjoying the process. I sure am getting a sip right now. So um uh, speaking of uh earlier. Uh, gentlemen, I was speaking to you, I have a product that will help, and it's called the dick diaper. Yeah, it's 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 a little, cottony little diaper you place on the head of your penis after you're done going to the bathroom, and then the inevitable three to twelve drips will drip into your dick diaper and not into your pants, and then... Uh, the next time you're uh, in your car or you're out in a solitary place, you can remove the Dick Diaper and properly dispose it into a receptacle. Uh, just and it it's flushable. The Dick Diaper in stores now. Um, have you ever? this is a guy question because I I can't imagine women would even think about these lines, but even though have the, you know, physical capacity to maybe do it. Um, and I'm not trying to try, I'm not trying to be discouraging or disparaging. It's just, uh, women don't stand up and pee. Uh, so this is sort of one of those thoughts that, uh, if you've been peeing standing up taking a piss and you realize oh there's some there's some leftover shrapnel from an earlier uh, encounter with someone and you think I've got the tools to take care of this and you try and aim your pee at it to try and pop it off, you know, clean it off, take care of it. It never really works, does it? Um, I've tried it. I know this is so embarrassing to admit right now. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I've done it. Yeah, I've tried. Um, it is what it is. Um, there are words that I don't like and I don't say them. Uh, meaning if I have had a hard time pronouncing them, I won't say them out loud. I don't know where that's supposed to go. Like I said, I haven't read through all of these and I, I, uh, I don't know where that was supposed to go. Huh. Have you ever noticed that, uh, you can go into a bar and there's a band playing. And that band. Plays. You know. Journey. No one. In that bar. Is going to stand there and be like. Motherfuckers. They're stealing Journey's song. How dare them. That is Journey's. Classic. Don't stop believing. How dare dare these motherfuckers steal their song? That will never happen. They're a cover band. That's what they do. They cover other bands' songs. You know, Bachman, Turner, Overdrive, how dare they? It's just... It's just how it is, man. But... If you're in a stand-up club and you hear some guy, uh, you know, rattle off some Stephen Wright joke, you know, he is a motherfucking thief. There are no st- cover stand-ups. There's no stand-up, you know, like cover comics. Because it, it, it the atmosphere, I guess, just doesn't fit. Stealing jokes is, you know, to me, I will not do it. It's not, in my opinion, right. Someone wrote that joke. They came up with the idea. Boom, it's theirs. Uh, They get to say it in public. I get to listen to it on albums or on um, CD or on, you know, YouTube. But that's their material. No one else can do that. And that is, I think, the the mindset. And it is properly the mindset, but there's never been, you know, it's like, you can come out and like be like, look, hey, everybody, how you doing? My name is uh, John Keogh, and I'm a cover comic. Uh, I'm going to be doing a little bit of uh, George Carlin, Steve Martin, and... Um, A little bit of Bill Hicks tonight. So thank you very much. Hope you enjoy the show. I would be (laughs) booed off the stage so fucking fast, so fucking hard, because no one wants to hear me tell their jokes. And I think that's the big thing. You know, if you know it's, you know, George Carlin's bit, you don't want me telling it. You want to hear George Carlin say it, because he said it right. He told it the way it should be told. I'm just some hack. So that's why you'll never see a stand-up comic. Cover artist, um, just saying, and like so. Th- so, like I said, these are completely random. There's no order or rhyme or reason to them all, and I don't know when, you know, between that one and this one, I don't know what was going on or the distance between them, but you know, when you're a teen- teenager. That embarrassment of when someone finds your come rag. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Um. <laughs> so have, uh, have guys, have you ever gotten any fuck cotton? La- yo, ladies, you can get fuck cotton too. That's, yo, this is not exclusive to men. Uh, but have you ever gotten any fuck cotton? you don't know well let me tell you okay you wake up in the morning after a night with your lady a lady a guy a person a individual a human or hey you know I'm, 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 let's keep it there uh you get up, you go take 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 a pee and i'm I'm speaking from my perspective, and I look down and there's still like little bits of tissue on the tip of my dick because of when i you know I have rubbed off some of the sex of the night with the tissue on the side of uh, the bed, and she you ladies may have uh, some fuck cotton stuck to some parts your hairs your things down there so uh it's universal but that's the remnants of your cleanup from the night before and you sit there and you're picking off the fuck cotton and you're like oh man the... is it me or her that is getting it so sticky I don't give a shit We just got sticky (laughs) So That's What fuck cotton is Um, I have talked about this before On the show Um, The cookie equilibrium scale There's a point where cookies Should meet When a soft cookie Gets stale It gets hard And when a hard cookie goes stale It gets soft and somewhere in between, they have to meet at neutral cookie. Somewhere, a uh, chewy oatmeal cookie and a hard Oreo cookie are at the same level, the same uh, what's the um, staleness, This or the same neutral cookie. Not hard or soft, neutral cookie. That's neutral cookiness. So, uh, I used to live in a place uh, behind a pizzeria, and I had four roommates. I was there for, I think, about eight to 10 months, and I never met one of my roommates. He had all his stuff in his room. He had his room padlocked shut. And he spent most of his time at his girlfriend's house. He occasionally, I do know for a fact, he was at the house on four different occasions. I was there for one of them, but I was asleep. And I never met the guy. Best roommate I've ever had. Um uh, this goes for anyone when it comes to your sexual pleasure. Um, and it's it's sort of like a warning too, to be careful because you could negatively affect your sexual pleasure if you do this wrong. I enjoy moaning during sex uh, as a way of expelling, showing pleasure, and also letting my partner know that they are pleasuring me. And it's a good feedback. It's a good communication level. You know, you're communicating not by words, but by emotions at that point. And there are times when I will get into my head Feeling the goodness, feeling the pleasure, and just accidentally or non, you know, just because, stop moaning. And then I realize I've stopped moaning. Hmm. I should probably let her know that this is doing it for me, that this is good. So you want to start back up again. But make sure you start up at the right time. Don't just jump right into that. I was in that situation and I realized, oh God, I've got to start moaning. And at the half moment before I let out a moan, in my head as I'm going, I should moan. and, And as my body is starting to moan, she tugs on my nuts really hard. And I go, oh, now... She thinks he's been quiet for a couple of minutes. He then just moaned when I did that. Got it. She understood. We were communicating. My nuts hurt for six months. Oh my god. And it, it, yeah. I tried to say, you oh, know, it's really not, you know, you know, I have to be so focused on the nuts. Uh, but she was insistent. Yes. I got it. He likes it. Tug. Oh. God, it hurts so much. Just saying, guys, be careful. Be careful. Uh, I, uh... I've been doing stand-up. I started when I was 19. And... There's some part of me that thinks, yeah, you you should have went to New York or Chicago at 20 or 21 and made your, you know, take, you know, taking your shot. Never did. Um, But I did some, you know, I started like most comics do in their local hometown doing open mics and, you know, getting little gigs around town. And I got a gig at a company office party. And I went in there and I told an anal joke which ever uh, been buttfucking this chick and uh, she farts would your scrotum swell up like a balloon? No, I didn't use such technical terms as scrotum <laughs> along with buttfuck of course the technical term of buttfuck Uh I was like, dude, like Was your ball sack Which I think ball sack Is a bit more base than scrotum of course But the whole joke was just Poorly told And badly conceived And terribly done And No one I mean I told it And every head didn't look at me and laugh They turned to the boss To see If he was laughing He wasn't. He was not laughing at all. And the person who booked me was not laughing at all. And they all turned back. And I was only doing seven minutes. But that was probably at three. So I had, you know... Well, technically I had ten. They cut me at 7. Um, uh, I say I had 7, you know, I had no, I got cut at 7. I had a 10 minute slot. They yeah, they they were done with me. Uh it, you know, took like 3 or 4 minutes for that for the higher ups to communicate to the person who who hired me to uh let's just cut our losses here. Um That person, you know, stayed with the company They they didn't blame them for it Uh, And In lieu of my pay I got a pen They were so displeased with me I mean, I wasn't even going to debate The 50 bucks I was going to get paid For the gig It was 50 bucks for 10 minutes I thought, ah, easy gig I'll tell some of my, my funny Sex jokes for these old people Dumb move, kid so that was most likely my worst stand-up night. i uh, just saying. <laughs> I have a problem with my height. And it's weird. Because we were at the bathroom sink, me and the wife. And uh, we're talking. And she's like, why is there pubic hair on the counter of the sink? And I looked down and lo and behold, there's a pubic hair right there. And I think, huh, well, honey, it's at pub level. I mean, if you look at your bathroom sink, I don't know about you guys, but our sink level is at about my thigh. Uh, it's not very high. So I think most sinks are pretty low and I'm six foot tall. A lot of things are at pube level. And in the bathroom, you're naked sometimes. More so than any other room in the house, I would think, besides your bedroom. I mean, I've been known to walk around the house naked. But now knowing and realizing how everything counterwise is at pube level, I've stopped walking around naked at my house. Just saying. <laughs> just saying. I've I, I said that way too much. That i got to stop. I don't know. I'm just saying. Mm. So um, I heard this Atheist Or this Not atheist This anti-atheist Saying how Animals' brains are different than our Or they're not the same You know You know Why can't they Realize You know The things we realize Why don't they You know Think the way we do You know animals will just eat somebody uh, but we have the the ability to not kill and rape and harm you know why do animals just kill and eat and don't feel bad about it or I don't know his whole argument I was baffled by the whole mystical bullshit of it all Um, but his point that I I got from from it was that, you know, a- animals with bigger brains than ours don't think like us, and animals with smaller brains, you know, like than ours can't think like us, and uh, it has nothing to do with brain size, in my opinion. Um, birds' brains work differently for several different reasons. Uh, more, okay first off uh I'm not even going to get into the whole you know concept of self actualization uh do I know I'm a bird do i you know con you know do i comprehend the world around me and uh view it in a you know certain way i'm no I'm not even going to begin to even get into that i'm looking pure, pure purely in my mind which is as unscientific as his arguments were. Um, but just from what I've read and learned throughout my life, uh, the bird brain, the bird's brain works differently than us because more of its brain capacity and brain uh, usage is used for its vision and its hearing. Uh, a bird is flying, you know, a predator bird, uh, you know, eagle, Falcon, you know, a true hunter, is flying above the ground looking for movement, looking for, you know, something to eat. And it uses its eyes and its ears to pinpoint and determine where it's going. I mean, the owl, especially with the ears, I mean, it's amazing the body Makeup that the owl has in its ear positioning being off-center and, you know, cockeyed and twisted uh, making its face like a giant, like, antenna dish. It's amazing. Uh, That's why their faces look the way they do. Uh, It all works into their biology and all that stuff works. Um, And that is different than our brain's. We don't need to focus so much energy on our vision and our hearing to obtain food because a taco doesn't run away. I mean, if I had to chase down and capture and kill and eat, you know, just to eat a taco, uh, I would probably become a herbivore. Oh, I can eat that bush? I like bush. Get your minds out of the gutter. It's it's not what I'm talking about. Um I like this plant. This is good. I can eat this. I'm 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 golden. You know. I would never enjoy the tasty taco-ness. Because fuck, I'm not chasing it down. Um, I've been born in an age where um where I live, at least, there's no need to chase down and kill an animal uh, to eat. Uh, You can just go to Wegmans and buy said animal and then eat it. Or said plant. Or said chemically made cheese snack. Or partially hydrogenated whatever. Whatever. Because It's tastier than hell, yeah. So, um, uh, they need their brains, they need to be focused on other things. So, the stuff that we think about or talk about, you know, it's not the same. And he was trying to like argue the point of, you know, they should, you know, consider it the same, you know, blah blah blah, you know, and then, uh I am an atheist, and uh, I've had the debates and discussions and the arguments, and I stopped doing that years ago, because neither camp is swayed by the other, you know, too many personal variables to satisfy everybody, you know, which is just the way it is. Uh, but why do we give up the overwhelming, and to borrow a word from the other side, miracle of our existence? The incredible journey our planet has been on, you know Earth was not made for us; it was a wet rock. we, our ancestors shaped it, and i mean uh i'll I'll go on um, they shaped it its atmosphere, its biosphere. And the Earth shaped us through destruction and rebirth of the land, the sea, the air. And the nature of the universe has helped advance us towards where we are heading to. Also, because this is not the end point. Everyone through history has looked at their time as the apex, the pinnacle. No, just their apex. Just our pinnacle. You know, history will look back, Anna says, antiquatedly as we look back on history today. The idea that I'm getting to is this. Why give God or aliens, and I'm talking to you alien folks too, you know, you're just replacing God or alien with God, and you know. Anyway. Uh, why, you know, Why give God or aliens all the credit for our existence? We did all the work. Evolution, from single cell to complex life, led us to here. From the trees to the skyscraper, to the moon. We did that. We evolved. We should be so fucking proud of that. Look at what a bunch of primates did. We fucking rock. I, for one, will not give that glorious accomplishment to any made-up deity or any aliens. Although I so want aliens to be real. Don't get me wrong. But no, I will revel in being human. And if we all could do that, I think we could all live in peace and compassion and no one would need to suffer. I know, it's just a dream I have. You do with it what you wish. That's what I hope for. Um, well, I take the minute real quick. While making a list, we use commas, right? Um, and we end that list with an and. Or if we're writing a... Sand, you know, this wiggly little thing. Um, but it's like a speed bump. Uh, plus, if you don't end it with the and, wiggly, wiggly, uh, it's very disconcerting. You know, it's, it just feels odd. You know, it's like, hey, uh, how many uh, football stadiums have you visited in your life? Well, I... Or, football teams have you seen in your life? I don't know the stadium names. Bad choice. Uh, How many football teams have you seen in your life? Well, I've, I've seen the Jets and the Packers, Patriots, Bills, Chiefs, Broncos. See what I mean? You're expecting something else. You're wanting more. And the Raiders. Oh, okay. Now we're done. You know, Otherwise, you're like, "Hello, is you okay? You have a stroke? Any? You know, f- uh. Okay, So that and is like, you need it, and I, I, I know that's just a stupid thought, but that's just the thought I had, or maybe it's not a stupid thought. It's all up to you. Uh, so those are my notes. That's 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 the notes. Um, I, I think I st- I didn't do one. Let me go back and see if that is um, Let's see if that's right uh, Yeah, I didn't do one Oh, okay, I'll do it um, This is the ender Uh-oh um, uh, Okay, uh, porn and music age in the same way In my opinion They do um, And here's what I mean when you're a younger person and you find porn for the first time, um, it's like finding music for the first time. There are certain bands that you gravitate to. There were certain performers that you gravitated to. For whatever reason, for whatever taste, I'm not you know, this is not a discussion of a flavor this is just a discussion of you know evolving again <laughs> see <clears throat> and the reason that i say it's like the first ones you discover because as you get older you still like those um uh, things like there there's music that i found in the you know that i discovered you know for my first time hearing in the late 70s or early 80s That I, you know Still listen to today with fondness and joy And If possible You know The old Playboy mo- models that I saw In the stolen Playboys when you were a boy well, yeah, you know, when I was a boy uh, Still you know, hold a place in my heart, and if I could flip through an old Playboy right now, that would be you know, those same, those same feelings. I I think would be the same. I mean, I wouldn't want to do anything you know about it like I did then, but you know, and then when you hear or see other you know things now, they'll relate back. It's like oh yeah, that you know those you know, that band. They sound like those guys. I I I, I dig that. Oh, yeah, that, you know, she reminds me of her. Oh, that's cool. You know, and that's all all I'm saying is, is, like we, the things that we find enjoyable as our youth, in our youth, at our most informative points, stay with us. And I think for some people, music, and to a lesser extent, porn, has that same aged feeling with it, you know? You still like it, you might not listen to it like you used to, you might not you know, look at it like you used to, but you remember it fondly, yeah. So that is my stand-up ideas. Not all of that is worthy of even being said again. Uh, And some of that is worthy of being said with less words. And some of that is... uh, I don't know. Pretty fun. I enjoyed that. And this has been a longer show than I expected. I'm now, for the first time, looking at the time. This is an hour-long show this week. So... Like I said, we go from short shows to long shows. I made it a point last week on a uh, Facebook page for uh, podcasters that every show is is improvised. This show technically wasn't. Uh, I read from previously written stuff. So I never know what I'm going to do sometimes on the show. So I hope you guys are okay with that. I hope uh, you guys have a great weekend. Uh, Be kind to each other. Be nice to each other. It is still important to wear your masks. Please remember Black Lives Matter. Think of other people. Don't be a selfish dick. Be kind. Be nice. And I love y'all. It's not always about the tea, but it's about the time spent. Thank you for spending your time with me. Have a great one checked it out.